Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. Hey guys, so glad to be here with you all today. Um, Mom is of course with us in spirit and in truth. She is also listening on the phone, so everyone needs to behave. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going the right way. Um, yeah, today I'm just going to be sharing what God has been teaching me recently. Um, and so the title of the message is You're Safe, The Father's Heart Revealed. Um, basically, the past couple of weeks, God's just been really... Um, I don't know, just wrapping me in his love. And he's just been teaching me, uh, with everything going on, like we're all going through things, there's crazy things happening in the world. Sometimes it's difficult to feel a sense of security or safety, and that can be scary. Um, But God's just been teaching me a little bit about that. So that's what we're going to go into today. Um. The verse, the first verse that he brought up when I was um, studying and asking him what he wanted to talk about um, was Psalm 16:1, and it just says, "Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge." Um, well, before that, I want to pray. I'm goofy. I should have prayed. <laughs> Um, God, I just ask that you uh, speak through me today, Father, that your presence be here, and that you would just come and let your love and your peace rest in this place, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so the verse, keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. Um, So that was the verse that he brought up when I was uh, praying about it, and he mentioned that in our lives we all have a natural desire to feel safe and to avoid things, people, and situations that make us feel unsafe. So that's kind of like the fight or flight instinct, right? Like if something makes you feel unsafe, it's natural to want to run away. Um, Shout out to my mom. She helped me with my PowerPoint this morning because I was not organized. So she put the cat in there for me. She knows me very well. (laughs) Um, But it's, (laughs) yeah, so it's natural. Like, it's normal for us to want to be safe. But the problem comes in when we don't understand where we should get our sense of safety from. Um, And that's when we start to have issues. Um. That being said, you know, it's natural that we have the desire to feel safe. It's like if a shark is in the ocean and you see it coming towards you, like obviously you're going to swim away. I mean, unless you want to be eaten, and if you do, then we can pray for you. (laughs) Um, But it's natural. So that being said, past experiences, hurt, and trauma can 
put a tainted filter on the way that we see situations, people, and God if left undealt with. The most common filter is fear. Um, so in <laughs> my situation recently with God teaching me about finding my sense of safety in him and feeling safe in general, just um, with people come and go throughout situations in life and seasons, that's normal, but sometimes people leave you worse off than when they found you. And so I started to realize recently that when new people would come into my life, I would be afraid and I wouldn't want, I'm like, stay over there. <laughs> I don't wanna, I don't wanna be close to you because of what other people have done. And that's a filter of fear, which he is helping me come out of. Amen. <laughs> if no one else gets anything out of this message, I get stuff for myself, so it's all okay. Um, but God was talking to me about fear versus love. Um, he brought up the verse, 1 John 4, 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, the definition of fear is just an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain, or is a threat. Um, we all know the definition of love. God is love, right? <laughs> That is who he is, and he's perfect love. Um, but in regards to fear, there is a difference between fear and discernment. I think that's somewhere up here. Yeah, so there's a difference between fear and discernment. God was like very much like put an emphasis on that. Like it's okay to discern. Um, discernment is listening to a gut check from the Holy Spirit. Like, oh, okay, something's not right here. Something's a little bit sketchy, as I would say. To quote Cammy, that's <laughs> it's a little sketchy. Um, so discernment is listening to the Holy Spirit. And fear is listening to an emotion that's caused by past experiences. Yep. I don't know what's up here. Yeah. So... <laughs> using discernment gives you the opportunity to respond to a situation in accordance with what the Holy Spirit is saying. So response versus reacting. Um, fear is, listening to fear gives room for your flesh to react poorly <laughs> based on your emotions and what you're feeling. I want to put an emphasis on poorly. I never react well when I listen to fear. <laughs> it's always a very poor reaction, which is why... We got to use discernment and listen to the Holy Spirit, right? Um, this is going to be a short message today, so for those who like to go home and sleep, you're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was there. <laughs> I think I need two slides down. All right, so... <laughs> First, we're going to talk a little bit about fear, just because you can't properly fight an enemy without knowing what it is, right? 
you can't properly make a plan of attack without knowing what your enemy has or what he's capable of or what he's doing. But of course, we're not going to focus all of that on that. We're just going to go through it a little bit. So what are the effects of fear? Like, what does this do when we are operating out of a spirit of fear? Holly's staring at me. <laughs> so the first one that God brought up was that fear causes complacency, which is um, a big word and very hard-hitting. Um, so complacency, I, you guys know I like the definitions. It just means a feeling of being satisfied with how things are and not wanting to make them better. And the second definition is self-satisfaction, especially when accompanied by awareness, unawareness of actual danger or deficiencies. And so when we're operating out of a spirit of fear, it's like sometimes we just become okay with where we are because we're too scared to go where God is telling us to go. And so we're like, okay, I feel safe here in this box. I Oh, we'll go back to the picture of the fire. There you go. It's like, so I just wrote in my, as an example, is if a person who has never left their house realizes the house is caught on fire, they'd rather choose to stay in the danger that they know than venture out and face the dangers that they have no idea about. And so... <laughs> They're for sure going to be doomed in the house that is on fire, but they would rather be doomed in the house that's on fire than venture out into the wilderness that they don't know of. And so God was just talking to me about that, that like, um, sometimes we just get comfortable and being comfortable isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like, God doesn't want us to be uncomfortable all the time. <laughs> That's not what Christianity is about. But I think when we become comfortable with things in us that are not of him, that's when the danger starts to come. And that's when we need to make a choice to move. Um, the verse that I have for this... <laughs> I always read in Exodus, and I just laugh because I'm like, same. <laughs> um, I need to find it, though, because it wouldn't fit on the PowerPoint because it was too long. Um, so Exodus 14, 10 through 12. If you guys want to turn with me, you can. But it's talking about the Israelites and when they were leaving Egypt. Like, in this portion, they hadn't even crossed the sea yet. Like, they were just leaving, and they were already upset that Moses had drugged them along. Um, so, <laughs> so it says, as Pharaoh approached the Israelites, looked up, and there were Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified, and they cried out to the Lord, they said, Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? The sarcasm in the Bible just kills me every time. Um, what have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let the Egyptians, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. And so... <laughs> I was just laughing because basically the Israelites were saying, I would rather stay where I'm comfortable 
then run the risk of being hurt or made uncomfortable if I move forward and where God is telling us to go. And we have to remember that the Israelites were kept in slavery for so long and Pharaoh was not a good ruler. Like 40 something years earlier, he had killed all of the newborn baby boys because he was threatened by the Israelites. And so complacency caused the Israelites to want to go back to that. Like, this is a bad situation, but it's what I know, so I'm going to stay here because I'm afraid of what God has for me. Um, I also have complacency kills hope. Um, I think one of the things that we don't realize as Christian is that <laughs> how important hope is. I know I did not realize it until my mom pointed it out to me about five times, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, But (laughs) hope is so important because when you don't have hope, you're just going to give up. You're going to be like, this is the way that life is. This is the way that things are, and it's not going to get better. And so being complacent, choosing to stay in that place where God is calling you to come out of, it kills hope, it kills dreams, it kills any desire to move forward because you've chosen to stay there and you kind of become numb. You're like, this is the way things are, it's going to stay this way. And um, I know I had an example and I don't know where it is. Um, oh, I found it. Okay. So, (laughs) so sometimes I have trouble coming up for prayer because I don't like admitting when things are wrong. Does anyone else do that or is it just me? Okay. I'm glad everyone's raising their hands. It makes me feel better. So sometimes I have trouble coming up for prayer because I'm like, I know something's wrong within me. Like, I know there's just something that I'm, that God's trying to work out in me. But I'm afraid to come up for prayer and admit it to somebody. I'm afraid to take that step because what if it doesn't change anything? I'm afraid because I don't know what's going to happen when I come up for prayer. Am I going to fall out? Am I going to start, like, ugly crying? Like, obviously you guys don't care, but... I care sometimes. And so, like, I think I'm just realizing as I get older, if we decide to stay where we are, nothing's going to change. I mean, God can still do a good work in us on our own, like, but if we decide and make a choice to stay where we are, he's not going to force us to go anywhere. He's not going to force us to get that thing out of our lives that he's been trying to wiggle out this whole time. He's not going to force us. And so um, we have to choose not to be complacent. Um, The second thing that fear causes is disobedience. Um. Yeah, the example that God brought up for me was Jonah. Jonah is hilarious. I love, I just love that story. Um, But sometimes it's relatable, right? Like you're afraid so you don't do something. 
even if it's as simple as God telling you to go talk to a person at a grocery store or give a woman a ride who's walking on the side of the street, if you don't do it, it's still disobedience. Um, so fear causes disobedience. So in Jonah 1, 1 3, 3, it says, Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, for its great wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. I don't think I said that right. I'm sorry. He went down to that place where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Y'all know I'm honest when I don't know how to say a word, so I don't even have to play with you. But um, fear caused Jonah to disobey. So Jonah ran away in disobedience from what God was calling to do because he was more afraid of what the people of Nineveh would do to him rather than being hopeful in what God could do through him. And I've totally done that before. Like, you know, when God tells you to talk to someone and they look like they look like they're in a bad mood and you're like, this could go wrong. <laughs> like, we've all done that before. But I think just realizing that God is so much bigger than their mood. God is so much bigger than the circumstances surrounding whatever is going on inside of them. And God can do a great work in and through them as long as we listen to the Holy Spirit and obey. So, like, we don't have to be afraid. Um, and when we disobey, it opens the door to hardships that could have been avoided if we obeyed God in the first place. What happened to Jonah? He got swallowed by a fish. I feel like that was not pleasant. And you know what happened? He got swallowed by a fish, and then he still went to Tarshish. So it was like, bro, if you would have just like straight up went there instead of messing around, you would have <laughs> not had to go through that and gotten it done faster. <laughs> um, yeah. An example of this in my own life is, um, so, like, you know when you just get impatient and afraid, and it's just like, <laughs> I'm impatient and afraid. Um, yeah, well, like, in the homeschool culture, it is normal for a young woman to be married by the time she is 18 to 19, so when that didn't happen for me, I was impatient and afraid. <laughs> and so you end up, like, picking people that are not necessarily the best. <laughs> so, yeah, um, because I was afraid I wouldn't find this person or wouldn't be worthy of the person that God had for me, I tried to pick them on my own, and it didn't go well. Anywho, um, <laughs> We learn from our mistakes, but fear causes disobedience. Uh, what's the next one? Yes. Fear, this one made me sad, but, you know, it happens. Fear causes distance. <clears throat> um, God was talking to me about in Genesis when um, Adam and Eve sinned, and, of course, 
that part distance them from God. But if we look at the scripture, um, they also made a choice to distance themselves out of fear. It says, then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. The man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God and he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called out to the man, where are you? And he answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. So when Adam and Eve listened to the servant or the serpent, out of they had a fear of missing out, or what people call FOMO, <laughs> a fear of missing out. <laughs> They had a fear of missing out on something good, which was caused because they started to have a distrust in God. So they distanced themselves when they decided not to believe what God said and instead believe what the serpent said. And then they disobeyed him, which also distanced themselves from God. But not only did their distrust or disobedience distance them from God, their shame caused them to hide from him. And so, obviously, you know, their sin separated them from God, and that was just something that happened automatically when they made that choice. But then they also chose to run further because they were afraid and they were ashamed. And I think just um, God's just been teaching me, like, God is such a loving father, like, he's just such a loving father, and um, he never wants his children to feel like they need to be afraid of his reactions, because he's not, he's not mean. He's always loving, he's always kind, and he's always forgiving. And I just, like, I think of a kid, like, when they're afraid, how they just run to their father like, just sprint. Like, I don't know. When I was younger, when I was like, Dad, there's something under my bed. Will you come look? Like, my automatic response was to run to my mom and dad when I was afraid. And so shouldn't it be the same thing with God? Um, my example for this one is... Um, fear causing distance. This is probably the one that I related most to just in my own experience. Um, with everything that's been going on with my earthly father and things like that, I was starting to realize that my fear was that God was going to be like my earthly father and it caused me to distance myself from him. And so whenever I had something going on in my heart or whenever I had something going on around me, I would run to everyone but God. <laughs> I would run to Jackie first. I would run to my mom or I would go talk to Miss Laura. And it's like, and the other day I just stopped and I was, because in my prayer times I would get antsy. Like, uh, I don't I don't like this, like, and I didn't know why, because I was like, I'm usually pretty good at being still and just listening, but I was starting to get antsy, and so I finally asked God, that's the best thing to do when you don't know why you're doing something, God knows, so just ask him, 
And he just started telling me that it was because I was afraid. I didn't know who God was in regards to a father. I was assuming that he was going to be like an earthly dad or an earthly father figure that I've had. And um, once I recognized that, I was able to make a choice to stay in that place of discomfort until he was able to work that out of me. So love revealed, safe in the Father's arms. Um, I think God's, too, just been getting me to a place. I've been in a place previously where I've been so focused on, like I said, like boxing people out and being like, okay, I need to be safe. So I'm going to only put myself in situations where I feel comfortable and where I feel safe and where I feel secure. And so that caused me to miss out on a lot of awesome people <laughs> and a lot of awesome opportunities. But instead, he's been teaching me to realize that, God, you are safe. You are safe. You are safe for me. And so whenever I abide in you, whenever I stay in you and do what you tell me to do, no matter what happens around me, even if someone doesn't react the way I want them to, or if they treat me poorly, I'm still safe because I'm with you, like I'm held up in your arms. And so that's what he's been teaching me too, because it's so easy to focus on yourself, and that's when things go wrong. Like that's where the fear comes in. That's where um, distractions comes in, is when you're focused so much on what you need instead of focusing on who God is and what he's calling you to do. Um, <laughs> so, um, God brought up, first uh, Corinthians 13, but just the last part where he's talking about love always protects, it always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails. And just remembering that verse that, um, talking about that God is love. So God always protects. God always trusts. He always hopes and he always perseveres. God never fails. And so when we're anchored in that, when we're rooted in that, that's when we begin to feel safe. That's when we begin to realize that fear doesn't have to have a place in our hearts. Um, so the we're just going to go through these five and then um, we'll be done. It'll be pretty quick, but I just felt like this is what he wanted to say. Um, so the first one, love always protects. And I looked it up in the uh, Passion Translation. I was like, whoa, that's really cool. Um, but love is a safe place of shelter. And I just put in there um, in my notes, Abba is a safe place of shelter. He protects us. He holds us. He keeps us safe. And He's sturdy. Uh, the next one is love trusts. So it says love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best for others. So Abba is always believing the best about us. I think like that was something that he was teaching me too when I was like with the Adam and Eve thing where they were ashamed and they were running away from God and distancing themselves. It's like 
when we lay that down at the foot of the cross, like God doesn't think about that anymore when he thinks about us. He doesn't think about our past mistakes. He doesn't think about what we did wrong or how we failed. He's always believing the best about us. He's so excited for what he's called us to do. He's like, that's my kid. They're going to do great things. And I think that just helps with feeling safe and knowing that he's there with us. And the next one is love hopes. So love is a safe place for shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others, and love never takes failure as defeat. So it keeps hoping for the best. So like even if we fail, I laughed at this one. I was like, oh, that's so good. Thank God. Because, you know, we fail a lot sometimes as we're learning. But even as we fail, God keeps pressing on. And he's like, no, you're not defeated. You're not done yet. This isn't the end. And we're going to walk through this together until you get where I'm calling you to go. Um, Then love perseveres. So... um, Love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. And he never gives up on us. It's just as simple as that. He never gives up on us. I think we're so quick to give it up on ourselves, and he's like, wait, wait, no, 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 we're not done yet. Come back. It's like when you're trying to learn how to play baseball, and like your dad's like, all right, keep your eye on the ball. I'm like, I don't know what that means. And you're, you're getting ready, you're getting ready. You just drop the bat and start walking away. And he's like, wait, 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 no, it takes practice. It's okay. He doesn't give up on us. And the last one is um, love is a safe place for shelter. It never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat, for never gives up. Love never stops loving. So Abba never fails us. Our failures can't keep him from loving us, obviously. And it's just, I know we all know this, but sometimes it's just a nice reminder that he never stops loving, and he continues loving no matter what. Um, yeah. So I know this was a short message, um, but that's, that's just what God's been teaching me recently. And I just felt like for activation, it can be, um, if Matt wants to play some music, you're the best, you're already up there. Thank you. Um, I just really felt like God just was asking us to just, I don't know, just look to him and ask him, God, is there just anything that fear has kept me from or is keeping me from that you want for me? And that can be coming up for prayer or, you know, moving across country, who knows? Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what he wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God, all things are possible. So keep dreaming, keep praying, and simply obey, because God is good.
and he has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city, your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you, we love you, have a blessed day.